producergrind.com. We hope the producers get the business. Welcome to episode 11 of the Producer Lifestyle Podcast brought to you by ProducerGrind.com. I'm your host, CEO Dylan. Today we're sitting down with Cassius J. What's good, bro? What's going on? Chilling, bro. Appreciate you stopping by. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, yeah. You already know. But shit, bro, I know you've been having a crazy year so far. Uh, you know, what are some of the, the, the highlights, you know, that you would say? Uh, this year, just a lot. Just drop culture. Migos culture. Uh, future. Slime drop, beautiful, easy breezy, beautiful girl. So I really just been a part of everything that's been dropping. In trouble. Got his new single, Brick. So it's just a whole bunch of just like records, you know, just floating around. Right. Dope. But shit, what was life like before any type of placements, any type of, you know, rap money, any of that? I was a musician, so life was like cool because I was already making good money just playing keyboards and stuff for churches and playing for different artists and you know what I'm saying? Traveling the world for free. I traveled the whole world for free. As a musician, playing for just, like I said, different artists, The Dream, Justin, Akon, anybody you think of. Hey, how, how old were you when you were doing this? Like 19, 20. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So for like my whole life, I just traveled and played music until I found out how to produce it, which I was like 26 when I figured out how to do that. So sound like a late spring. But everybody just think I'm young. I got the young nigga swag, but... Yeah, I was 26, so just music, life before for producing, it was great. I ain't had no complaints, play for everybody. Tyler Perry, shoot, all the gospel artists you could think of. So I ain't. And that was your only job, like you ain't have no record? I, no, I ain't never had no job. That's, That's all I ever did was music. That's dope. So how did you, I know you, you linked, you, your first place was a Bieber place, right? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Man, just being a musician, my uh, boy was Justin Bieber's uh, MD, Bernard Harvey. He was his bass player too. He's a bass player still to this day. He was his MD and he just hit me up one day. He was like, yo, Scooter Brian wanted us to send some records for uh, Bieber. He was like, Bieber working on a Christmas album. Mm. I was like, cool. At the time, my boy couldn't do it because he was on the road, so he couldn't sit at home and make the beats. So I figured out how to do it myself. I went and stole me a laptop. <laughs> bought, got, got niggas just give me sounds, drum kits and stuff. And I just sat at home and figured it out. And then made, <clears throat> I think, at the time, uh, Polo Dunn had like little drum kits out, little drum loops and stuff. Yeah. I had found one of his drum loops and just used his drum loops and played the music on top of it. So what was your first like, uh, you know, trap placement, hip hop placement? Hmm, first trap. I don't know, uh, I, I don't know if it's really considered trap, but it was Wale and, uh, it was Wale and, uh, who was it? Oh, Lloyd and Wale. It was this record I did called All of Me. That was like my first placement, second placement after the Justin Bieber. That's dope. So like trap stuff. Like my first trap placement would have to be like Fresh, Bangroll Fresh and uh, Travis Scott, not Travis Scott, uh, Travis Porter and all them back in the day. Thug, before he was really thugging, Gucci. Like it was so much happening. It just, we weren't paying attention because mm-hmm. we were building, so it was just dropping. It was so much music dropping, so. I don't even know what to be the first one. I guess the first one to pop me off would be hot. Well, that's all I can think of. Mm. Makes sense, makes sense. And like, what were some of the things that were crucial to you You getting into that position where you could do that? Like, I know you said you you like handed out like a, a CD, like with mad beats on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to uh, put a whole bunch of beats on the CD. Like a whole bunch of beats, like 40, 50 beats on the CD. Everywhere me and Zay went, I would just pass them out. Even the future, I, gave, I remember I gave future CD. 
Like, I just give them, I don't gang give a fuck. Everybody get the beat. Whichever ones come out, they just come out. What? Then, you know, from there, it just start popping. I was just getting everybody beats. If my homeboy in this dope city rap, he got all the same beats. Everybody, I just flooded the whole Atlanta with the same beats. And then they start dropping. Any of those turn into anything big? Yeah, all of them start turning to stuff big. All that stuff I was doing with Slime back on, I don't even know what this album was called that Gucci did. I guess it was Trap House or something with me and, me and, me and Slime on it, me and Thug. Like, that was that was a beat. I gave Slime the same CD with the same beats on it. Mm. He started using him and Pee Wee started using them. That's dope. So, How'd you yeah. link up with Pee Wee? Through Gucci. Going to the studio with Zaytoven. Mm. You know, it'd be Zaytoven and... Gucci recording in one room and me, Pee C Note, the Young Duke, all us be in one room doing the same thing, mimicking what they was in there doing. Mm-hmm. But that we were just, we were youngest, but we were hard at the same time. Man, we, we made a lot of good songs. 10 17. How did you, uh, you know, link up with Zay? I met Zay at church, at another uh, church function. It was a musical. And, uh, I was on the organ, and my buddy that played bass was like, man, there goes Zaytoven out there. And I looked, I was like, yeah, the show is. So I got up off the organ and just went out there and just talked to him. I was like, hey, what up, Zay? I was telling him who I was and all that. And then I told him what I did. I told my producer, I told him I had a uh, song with Justin Bieber and a song with Lloyd and Wale at the time. I was just telling him everything I had them done, and I was working with August Alcina. He was like, cool. But he already had heard me playing the organ and the piano. Yeah. So he was already interested just off that. Cause they a musician too. So mm-hmm. you know the love for music. Music lovers love music people. So I uh told him, I was like, man, let's link up. So I got home number. Ever since then, we I've been right there beside him ever since then. That one day, the next day I was at his house. Cooking up with him? Yeah, making beats. Nice. I remember the first day I went over there, he was like, play your beats. He was like, man, your shit hard. Like your shit harder than mine. Your shit sound big. What kind of beats were you playing? R&B shit, because at the time, that's all I knew. Pop R&B. Yeah. I ain't know nothing about no trap beats. I ain't had not one trap beat when I met Zayto. Mm. I didn't even I didn't even like his trap beats at the time. I told him, I was like, man, <laughs> that shit whack. But yeah. then when I seen the whole world gravitating gravitate to it, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. I said, yeah. Zay got the format. I'm doing something totally wrong. So then I went, yeah, I started doing what he did. And I did, I played my role to everybody. I played my role shit. I made beats that sound just like him. I didn't know no other way. Shit, that's what that Isaiah do it, so I'm gonna do it that exact same way. Uh. Then we started collabing on beats and putting both tags. So for a long time, you'll hear a whole bunch of just Zay and Cash's tags on every beat for like a long time. Mm. For like all 2013, 2014, 2015. Any mixtapes from like Cap One, Young Ralph, all just the underground cats that was coming up. <clears throat> you'll hear that with me and Zay tags on the beats together because we was just making beats every day together. Every day at 10 o'clock, I would go to his house. And when I ain't had to call, I just pull up. Pull up. And we just, we built, we built the relationship. We built the love for each other. Yeah, you know, we two, two niggas on two other levels, you know? Facts. You know, so now, you notice the sound kind of switched up too. You don't really hear me mimicking this sound no more. It's like I got my own way. But I had to play that role to get where I was going. I understood that earlier. Mike Will told me that. Mm. Like, hey, man, you with the biggest nigga in the world. You better play your role. So I always play my role. If Zay, you want me to make, if Zay couldn't make beats, because he traveled a lot, too. I was like, hey, Zay, you ain't got to make the beats. I'll make them all myself and put your tag on. That's just how we rock. He was like, all right, cool. I'm going to add something anyway. Because Zay, 
He ain't the type of nigga that want no credit for that. He want to. He got to do everything. He got to feel like he was a part of it right. for him to take credit for it. So even if I did do the be here, still I still sit in the session. He still add something to it, piano or something. So so what's your daily lifestyle like now? It's hell, man. I don't get no rest. I don't sleep. I can't go nowhere without people asking to take pictures. <laughs> I got fans like a motherfucker. My kids be scared. <laughs> it's crazy right now. Like, I, I'm in my neighborhood. People see me. They come to my house, knock on my door. It's like the craziest shit in the world right now. Just knocking on your door? Niggas knocked on my door the other day. It was like, man, I'm a rapper. Just take my CD. Wow. Little young kid. I was about to shoot his ass. But I, was like, <laughs> I was like, he could get a pass. That's crazy. So it's like, I'm in my beginning stages of being like fame and being like a dope producer or being a well-known producer. I'm already a household name, but just like people starting to recognize the face now. I was just walking through South Carolina. My cousin was like, man. My mom said, my little son was like, man, everybody know you, daddy. I was like, damn, that's crazy. Cause I'm from Decatur. Mm. So to see I get a lot of love from Decatur is like the best thing in the world. That's dope. I'm gonna open my first studio on Candle Road. Mm. Just to give back to the community and stuff. Well, is Atlanta still your, your favorite place to be? Hell yeah. I never leave Atlanta. Never. Even go back to the last question, you said, how's my daily day lifestyle? I remember I used to sit at home and make beats all day. I can't even do that now. Because mm. there's always somebody calling, somebody need this. Hey, man, I'm at studio, pull up. There's so much going on that I'm even, I'm I'm seeking out for help. Like, I'm getting young niggas under me wow. to help me make beats now. How many beats you still make in like a week, would you say? <laughs> two, three. Well, if you can't fit type shit, right? Man, two, three. I'm, I ain't even lying. Now, that's at home. Now, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I pull up at the studio and still make beats with like other producers, and yeah. we might make a whole bunch of them. But me personally, it's hard now. Mm. It's real hard. That we do a lot of traveling. Bro, I know you go to LA a lot and shit like that. See, so that's when you see me in LA. That's me getting away for I can make beats. So you can work. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my excuse. I fly to LA and work with party and all them Drake and all them just to get away from Atlanta so I could just stay focused. In Atlanta, it ain't no making beats. Mm. It's more promotion and marketing and meetings, and we got this to go to, and my kids got this recital, so it's more of that. See, that's crazy. I would think it'd be more of that, like, you know, out of town, too. Not LA. LA is like the place you go to work. You ain't going to LA to go to clubs. You don't go to LA to go to clubs and all that stuff. It's, you don't even really go to LA to do too many interviews because there ain't too many spots out there to do it. Mm-hmm. LA is like where well, you go to just work. Just work. That's all it is out there to do work, studio. And then house parties, that's it. That's dope. So what what is your like daily lifestyle like when you're out there in LA? Mm, it's beautiful. Wake up, nice little breakfast on sunset. <laughs> and then you know, everybody out there, 21. Slime be out there a lot. My boy P P and D. So it's like I just be around everybody, man. When I when I'm in LA, it's like work. Nigga wake up. First person I'm gonna call is Weezy. Weezy, where you at, Weezy? Mm-hmm. Let's make some beats. And after I call Weezy, I'm going to call Party, because Party next door, he's he a late night nigga. So I'm going to call him, work with him. 21, pull up on 21, just drop the beats out and just chill with them. He got a different work up flow, too. He kind of different the way he works. So L.A. is a good vibe. And, nigga, we making beats in the in the house in L.A. Mm-hmm. You think we... Not we, even at the studio? Yeah. You think we like some no-name producers the way we making beats in the house? But the shit is. In the kitchen. That just like Beats, said, pills, and shit like that. LA is just the place you go vibe, you're gonna go work. Nigga, I'm making beats on that. The other day I made some beats on uh, with my boy Red Scooter on the beach. 
We making beats on the beach. Yeah, that's crazy. On the beach with the wind and all that with shit. With the wind and waves. That's where we get all that waves. That's what man we got all the waves and all that shit. Because we literally was making beats on the beach in Santa Monica. That's fire. And the motherfuckers turned out to be on everybody album. So it was like, shit, we was on one. So it's just, you know, as a producer, you got to take your money and invest in yourself and do different shit. You can't be afraid to try different things. And can't be afraid to lose your money investing in yourself as a producer. So what's kind of, what, like, what would you say are some, like, some little investments? You know, you got to invest in, of course, your equipment, because mm-hmm. that's what's going to get you your money. And you got to invest in your, your style, because, niggas, your perception is more than anything. Your swag. Sure. Jewelry, clothes, all kind of shit. Glasses, cars. You got to invest in yourself. You got to look like what you ain't until you become who you are. You know, investments. You got to buy plane tickets to follow a nigga like Thug and Future and Migos and all these cats. You got to buy them your own plane ticket just to be around them because you got to think everywhere they go, mm. they going to go to the studio. Everywhere they go, they, nigga, they too big to just walk around and go to the mall and stuff like that. So the first thing they going to do before they go to a show or after they go to a show is studio. Mm. So you got to spend your own money getting there. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So that's, you got to invest in yourself. Shit, plane tickets, nigga. You better get somebody with some flights. There's a lot of there's a lot of producers and, and artists out there that you know don't live in Atlanta or LA or New York, and they really want to move. You know, they're like, oh, I'm about to move to Atlanta. I'm about to move to LA. What advice would you give from someone you know fresh from a, a, a you know out of town coming into a place like this? Don't move. Don't. Nah. Stay where you at until you build that relationship with them artists or relationship with somebody. Cause you'll move out here and get lost in the sauce real quick. It's too many niggas. Too many artists, too many people popping. And then you got to think now the artists that we was once, they was once small, they like the big time artists. So they, you just can't get to them like that no more. Right. They just not letting anybody in like that no more. Like the game don't switch up all the way. So I'm kind of glad I got in it because even when I was trying to get in, it was hard. Like I just couldn't pull up on Future Young because you don't know where they at. Right. If you can't get in touch with them, you don't even know where they at. You don't even know where to start. So the best thing for a young producer is don't move, like build yourself wherever you at, try to build your brand, try to build, what was that little kid name? That was from North Carolina, he did that. Uh, that Rocco song, he built his name. I got a thousand. Yeah, what was it? Yeah, he built his name. Well, he stayed in North Carolina, mm-hmm. East Carolina. He couldn't just come down here, cause ain't nobody who know you. Right. So he had to build his name up, up there. Then he came to Atlanta and everybody started rocking with him. He had a hit. So it's like, oh, this child is such a such. Oh, yeah, okay. Now you get to be a relationship. So I wouldn't just pop up and move. It's just, I'll move if I got a relationship. Like, I don't go, I didn't used to go to LA like that, like I do now, because I ain't had no relationship. All I knew was the labels. I call like Atlantic, I'm coming to LA. That, that that didn't get me too far. No. I had to be a relationship with the artist. What, 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 how does that work when you call labels and be like, I'm pulling up? Then or now? Both. Let's talk about then, then, now. Oh, then? Niggas didn't want to hit. They ain't even want to talk to you if you had no placement. Nah, no meeting, nothing. Nah. They didn't want to. You call Atlantic all you want, tell them you out here. You the hardest nigga in the world. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but so, once you get them placements, you call them. They want to book sessions. They going to steal your beats, different, steal your swag, all that. For real? Especially if you ain't signed to them. So I tell y'all young niggas, don't do that stuff. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're not signed to them, what would they want you to pull up for? Because they take your swag. Because they, they take your swag. They pray on you wanting to be around. Yeah. They're hoping you're going to get they going to try to sign you. If you don't sign for that little money, of course they're going to take your swag and tell one of their little producers or artists, hey, yo, redo this. I'm telling you right now, that's why you'll hear so many beats sound like me and Zaytoven and don't, and don't be us. Like, how? 
They redoing it. They'll get us to come up there. Hey, we want to sign y'all for this little bit of money. Nah, we cool. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, we get one of those young niggas to do it now. Mm-hmm. So I tell all the young people, if you ain't finna sign, you ain't know you see even going to meetings. You go to meetings to get the relationship, but they ain't know you should just really just keep going to their studios, making beats in it, because that's they, once you make that beat in their studio, that's they beat. Damn. That's they studio time. That's crazy. Yeah, so you go put that beat out, they want, hey, man, you did that here, so we want our percentage. So it's like, you build everything. I'll tell everybody, build relationships, but don't waste your time. Just know the game. I'm, I'm going to give y'all the real game. People going to hide this shit from me. I'm going to let you know right now. If you ain't signed to these people, man, you ain't in the bed with these people, they going to redo your shit. Artists, labels, all them. That way you got to build your relationships. You got to have relationships with people. Got to have relationships. So when a pro- so say when a producer does get a placement, mm-hmm. is there things that they have to do to ensure that they're gonna start getting the check? Like what what, what do you got to do? Mm. Get your placement. You got to get somebody to start registering your stuff, keeping up with your stuff. Uh, you know, BMI, all that stuff. You got to make sure you got the right splits and stuff done. A lot of people don't even worry about that stuff. It's the craziest shit in the world. I hear young niggas don't even know nothing about publishing the royalties and all that. That's stupid to me. So the money just goes where? Yeah, it, just, it goes into a black box, they call it. A black hole. If nobody don't collect it in five to six years, it just go away. Damn, it's over. Yeah. So you got you to gotta get on top of that. I don't give a fuck if it's a mixtape. You register. I register everything. Anything I do, I go register. I have people just automatically looking for it. And you can just do that yourself, like on the website? Yeah, you can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. As long as you know the person name and they uh be on my code or whatever that stuff is you do that stuff yourself you got to have somebody like i hired somebody just just for that yeah every song i put out and now people putting stuff up without even paying you got to tell you do a mixtape and this thing you know you said on itunes that's money right and, and even though it's nine cents to every song whatever for royalties that's whatever your four percent of that nine is that's a lot of money but bmi they, they don't get that they do they yeah Oh, they grab that too. Yeah, yeah, they go get it. Anything you load some up on iTunes, tell BMI is loaded up. They gonna go find it. Well, and then what? What is that? What is their process like? They gotta contact the artist, and be like, "Yo, the catch is really producing." Nah, I ain't gotta do it. They know. They just know. They take your word. That's a scam too. People scam like that. They say like, "Oh yeah, I produced that." Yeah, I did this, and then you got if it go into like uh, disputes and stuff. Yeah. So you ain't gotta have no proof. You just tell them what you what you did. This is what I did. They gonna go register. And then when someone disputes it, that's when you gotta prove. Yeah, that's when you gotta prove. Yeah, that's crazy. Nobody. That's crazy. And then you know if I tell the young niggas just coming up, find your little admin person, get an admin deal. Even if you ain't got too much publish, just get an admin because what an admin deal too gonna do is they gonna go out and look for everything too, mm. just like BMI. But BMI is royalties and admin deals like publishing, so it's almost like being in a publishing deal. So they take a cut and they'll go mm-hmm. find your money. Gosh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. And those are easy to get even if you don't got a lot of placements? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anybody get that, man, dude. Mm-hmm. Shit, I could tell, I point you right to the right man. But you got to come talk to me first. That way I can make sure I get my percentage. <laughs> <laughs> DM cash or DM producer guy, we're going to get you situated. Yeah, I sure tell you where to go. Definitely, definitely. Um, So would you say is right now, is there more money in uh, royalties or, or just straight selling, trapping beats? Both. You got to think about longevity. Selling beats not really popping no more. Right, because everyone gets beats for Everybody free. get beats for free. And they could go to websites and get beats to sound like everybody now. So I ain't sold no beat down there in probably three months, four months. Well. Just, but well, in the streets. Now, because I'm doing a lot of shit in that. And for the labels and stuff, but I ain't sold no beat in a minute. Yeah. Me or Zay. 
We both be talking. We probably sell one or twice, two beats a week now. Well, that's all we used to do every day. It just got to chat. It don't change up a lot. No, it's more like you said, being a shark and getting and oh, yeah. building relationships. Got to build relationships and go. They got to know how to play a role. When this fall off as a, as a producer and a, a, a artist and all that, you got to know how to switch it up. Like when this fall off and this ain't working, okay, let me go do this. You got to build your own way. You got to be able to build. That's why I put out so many projects. I put out like five on this year. And I ain't selling beats. So, you know what I'm going to do? Put out a whole bunch of albums down and make money off that. Like, you just got to be smart. And now what that does is, so you going for selling. See, that's how I think. I'm a businessman. You go for selling beats for $500,000, $1,500, $2,500. Cool. But nigga, if you going to put out a whole bunch of albums on everybody, guess what the streets going to start calling for then? Album. Like, man, how much you charge me to do a whole album? Mm. So now you're going from making a $500 to $1,000 to goddamn $5,000 to $10,000 every project. So you got to be, you got to just think of other ways. You can't just sit back and just be like, I'm going to make beats and that's it. You got to figure out how to make other ways. And that's so easy to put music up. You can get your own distribution deal, put your shit up, come straight to you. You can put shit up on live, mixtape, my mixtape, all that. Tell them not to sell it. That's their money generates to you. Streaming. So it's like, you got to just know business. Like, I tell people, fuck that. They don't go to school to learn how to produce. Go to school to learn the business. Business, facts. Yeah, you learn, you learn, you learn that business, it's over with. Well, that's what I'm doing too now. I just started managing producers. Um, I'm going to get one a couple of artists, but my real focus is going to be, I was talking to Sunday Digital, it's about producers, make sure producers get treated right. And we have a voice. And, and music ain't shit without us. It just be an acapella. Real shit. It just be acapella. Like, if an artist put out a whole beast mode, just never future vocal, you like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Right. What them Zabe Tovins, what them Metros, what them Mike Wheels? Like, yeah, it's not gonna get that many spins. Yeah, so producers gotta know, like, we are in charge, man. We control this shit. We finna start getting more money. Got damn, like back in the day, man, them niggas charge 100,000 a beat, man. Timberland, all them, for real. Them boys getting 100,000 a beat. Now we on the crazy. We getting 5% of that now. Right. Nigga might tell you, boy, this number one album in the world, but we ain't got no money to pay for your beat. Like, damn. what? Hundred thousand to be, that's crazy. Yeah, so we finna we finna get that shit back though. The way it's supposed to be. Start a union and make it where little young niggas can't sell beats for four hundred dollars and two hundred dollars and shit like that. They shouldn't be doing that shit anyway. They got nothing to spit their crap. <clears throat> so the for the team you're looking to build, you you like taking submissions or is it more like you know personal relationships you got that you're you know you got that already established type? It's more so. I'm taking some missions, but it got to be whoever I manage is going to have to be a, a wolf like I am. I ain't just going to go get no producers that just sit in the studio all day and make beats talking about he want to be the best producer in the world. Nah, I need a wolf. Nigga, you going to make the beat, go make sure that motherfucker getting played. You're going to go get with the artists, go find a new up-and-coming artist. You got to be like that if I'm going to rock with you. Thanks. And I got, this, I got this young kid. All I'm going to do is management, manage him. I told him he can do whatever he want to do with all his pubs and all that. They ain't got to do with me. I just want to make sure when he signed, to be signed to, I'm gonna make sure they treat him right. Cause I, the nigga making beats and I hear the artist like, boy, we finna take all his pubs, we finna do all this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, damn. And this little nigga look up to me. So I be lame, not right. even sign him and cuff him and like help him out. Cause the little nigga, I mean, this nigga like five years ago, this nigga like a fan. I gave him my, I gave him his first drum kiss, everything. Yeah. So it's like, and he hard. Yeah. I'm seeing him in the studio, I'll be going to the studio future, I see this little nigga in there. Like, nigga, what you doing here? That's dope. Oh, man, what about Cyrus Fusion? Huh? 
Oh, okay, cool. Let's make sure that paperwork, right? So I'm just taking on wolves. You gotta be a wolf. You, you gotta, everybody know my story, nigga, I'm a wolf. I ain't sit back. I ain't give a fuck. Zay went to sleep, I still went to work. Mm. I still do that to this day. They could be at home on vacation, I'm still gonna be at work. So that's where I'm taking these little wolves. If, 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 you got, if you got some little wolves around, you know, we'll rock with them, we'll see what they do. And they got a dope swag. We'll see what they do. Who are uh, three upcoming artists that you really believe in right now that aren't like aren't super popping, but you know they upcoming? Young Gunner, YCL Gunner, Slap, that's my brother. We got uh, Freaky, Drip Set. That's my little brother. And then we got Little Baby. Gonna three niggas in Atlanta right now from the tennis street, so. Yeah, they're going crazy. They gonna tell me. And then see, you got, we can't just stop there. We got little Pablo. That's my other little brother. Thanks. He gonna kill him. Them, them four right there finna go crazy. His, right. his artist too, the drivers, they going crazy too. Yeah, yeah. See, he's smart. He a business man like me. He started with me. He literally started with me. We used to take his verse off songs. Like, I met the cat when he couldn't even rap. Pablo couldn't even rap. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> He really don't be in there with him, like giving him, helping him out with his boss. He always had swag though. You couldn't kill that. Man, when I first met Pablo, I thought he was a star. That nigga just had drip off rip. Nigga come in there, iced out, shoes, skinny jeans, all that shit slime was on. Home was on that shit four, five years ago. Yeah. Like for real. I ain't never seen Pablo looking bad. So I knew he was a star off real. Like, oh, home got it. Home got it. Now he don't feel out his swag. He got his mojo. But then the four niggas, I think, I know for sure. I only think they finna tell the streets up. So that's the niggas, y'all young niggas supposed to be going to grab. Don't fuck, don't try to go grab Future and Slime and all that. <laughs> These are the next Futures and Slime. These are the niggas that's gonna keep your name going. Play the stock market right Yeah. Now. Like, I'm flooding them already, all of them. All four of them, I'm sending them 20, 30 beats a day. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna make sure. When they come out of their project, I'm on that motherfucker. I'm gonna make sure I step their ass, cause them the new niggas. And I rock when they love me too, so that would that would really make me like a nigga. When I go meet them and nigga be like, casual what's up, man, I love you, nigga. I've been looking. That would make me really be like, oh, I'm finna take you under bro. Well, you you my brother now. Right. I'ma make sure you get everywhere you supposed to be at. That they they respectful and they they home. I don't like them all that you meet them, they get like they already on and shit. Yeah, okay. They don't like them type. <laughs> but yeah, don't fall. Pablo, Ghana, baby and drip set free. I'm a mess. Niggas in Atlanta finna go crazy. What you what, what are through some of your biggest pet peeves with producers and artists like that, you know, like trying to get on? Mmm. Pet peeves, stay focused. Stay focused. Stay looking good. Look like what you ain't taking. That's gonna take you a long way. Uh grind hard. Don't be sitting, sleeping, doing drugs, smoking weed all day. <laughs> yeah, learn and learn a business. Learn how to be a professional. Like, learn, you know, Pet P, you gotta understand we are producers and we mean a lot to the game. So once you respect that and know that, everything else is just come. You gotta know, like, I'm the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotta know that. Confident. Gotta be confident. You can't be scared. And you can't take no for an answer as a producer. Like, you just gotta, you gotta grind, man. Pet P, I ain't got too many, just grind, stay focused. That's a, that's a good spot to wrap it up right there, too. Mm-hmm. Stay focused, stay grinding. Hey, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you stopping by and dropping oh, some man, sauce. Dropping some I, respect. I see your grind. 
nigga, I see you gonna go far, Seuss. I already know it. I see how you grind. I see how you hustle. And I see how you ain't scared to spend no money. So I respect you for that, little nigga. Fact. For real, for real. And you hard with them beats. Hey, appreciate that. My boy JB going crazy, too. Shout yeah, out to play me song, too, show them. Fact, shout out to JB. But shit, man, signing out. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in to episode 11 of the Producer Lifestyle Podcast, brought to you by ProducerGrind.com. I'm your host, CEO Dylan, signing out. I know it was a minute between this episode and the previous episode, but we definitely got them steady coming back to back from now on. So keep rocking with us. We keep rocking with you. Peace.